the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy i am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly discover the word identify yourself in the word meditate on the word speak the word walk in the word walk in the abundance of life that jesus christ has paid for welcome to this week's episode of the abundant life with gilbert and jacobina where the word of god is taught practically ushering you into all that christ is right for you we really appreciate you joining us this podcast really shows us how we can all learn live and thrive from the word of god by sharing knowledge through conversation and teaching we will impart some knowledge while still learning ourselves how to grow in the lord even further welcome i'm gilbert and on today's podcast i'd like to start by sharing a simple story before i do that let me just open up in a word of prayer father we thank you in the mighty name of jesus for this beautiful morning and this beautiful day oh lord god grateful for your goodness grateful for your kindness oh lord god that is heavenly father god rich in its message heavenly father lord heavenly father i pray in the name of jesus even today you will bless our day you bless all that we do all that we touch and lord we're just grateful that you've given an opportunity once more to live in the name of jesus knowing that you alone oh god are the guide unto our lives oh lord god for the word says heavenly father that your light is lamp unto our feet heavenly father we can never be lost in the name of jesus we can never heavenly father lack oh god anything because you are the provider father and today we pray oh god that even as we learn about faith heavenly father we ask you in the name of jesus that daddy teach us show us the way lead us in it let us understand your ways oh god that lord we may be like moses that trusted you in all that he did heavenly father in the name of jesus oh lord god i pray for somebody listening that lord you will touch their hearts that lord they, they will they'll be quickened by this word to reach out for something impossible something they considered they could never reach oh god oh lord but that lord knowing that you alone oh god are able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that they could ever imagine or even desire in their life or even ask of God you are that kind even father of great oh god and we trust you in you even father we depend on holy spirit touch our hearts and consume us fully that our faith may rise and grow oh god oh lord we need it to dominate even father this world that you have given us that you have asked us to subdue in the name of Jesus Christ oh Lord God father i bless you and i give you glory in the name of Jesus Christ oh God amen wow thank you very much for taking time to listen god is good so like i like like i was saying i'd like to share a story i picked up from sam adeyemi as the senior pastor of daystar in nigeria I think you would appreciate its depth just as I did. And the uh, story goes like this. There was a young man in a certain village who loved going to the river uh, to actually fish, to catch fish. He would carry all the necessities like the fishing rod, the worms, the basket. But he also carried something interesting, a stick that had markings on it. For the fun of it, a friend of his mostly followed him to the river 
on these fishing ventures. The interesting thing with a young man is that each time he caught a big fish, he would pull out the marking stick, the marked stick, measure the fish, and if the fish was a certain length, he would put it in his basket. Otherwise, he would actually throw it back into the river. After several days of his friend watching him do this repetitively, perplexed as to what really is going on, he decided to break the silence and ask, My friend, since I started following you to the, to the river, I see you have a serious ritual and there must be a, something very serious about, behind your actions. I have a question. Why, do you catch, why is it that when you catch a fish, you measure it with your stick? And when after finishing measuring it, I see you taking a stick, you, you put it there, and then after a few minutes, either you put it in the basket or you throw it back into the river. What is going on? Tell me the secret here. The young man laughed and simply responded to, to his friend, saying, There is no secret or ritual that I am doing. The thing is that I have a frying pan at home that I have measured with this rod. So if I catch a fish that is longer than the markings on, my, on this rod that I have, or a stick, then I simply know that it won't fit on my pan. So I simply throw it back into the water. <laughs> I'm sure you, you, you just understand, you, you could easily see the silliness and weirdness of this little simple story. And that is what captivated me. Because the moral behind this story is that in most cases, we fail to handle what is beyond our frying pan. In, in, this, in this case, that could be our capacity, our mindset, what we think about. And for us here, that could be our faith. We throw away anything that we feel we do not have capacity for. Something we feel that we cannot handle. We literally just throw it away. We don't try to work on us. We don't try to grow ourselves in any way. What we easily do is just measure it with our own stick. Will it fit my frying pan or not? No strategies of how you're going to be able to deal with the fish. Maybe you could cut it in half or, or, two, or two parts. No. Just right there at the, at, at, at the river, does it fit my frying pan or not? So today, I'd like us to go to a scripture in uh, Matthew chapter 8, verse 25. So, in Matthew 8, verse 25, Great. So, Matthew chapter 8, 25. And what we'll do is that we'll simply uh, 
started a little bit just behind in 23 so that we get the glimpse. The idea here is that Jesus comes the storm, is it is a title. Then he in 23 it says that then he got into the boat and his disciples followed him. Suddenly a furious storm came up on the lake so that the waves swept over the boat, but Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us. We are going to drown. Listen to Jesus' response in verse 26. He replied, You of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. Two reactions right there. One group is dead afraid of drowning. They go and tell Jesus about it. And Jesus says, Oh ye, or you of little faith, why are you so afraid? And then he shows that he is not in the category of those of little faith who are afraid at this point by simply rebuking the wind. That's the action that he does. So Jesus says to his disciples that they have, they have little faith. My question then is that what problem is there with someone having little faith? Well, when you have little faith, some of the challenges that you, you'll be facing is that you won't be able to easily trust God for provision. You won't be able to easily trust God for, for protection. And you won't be able to trust God even for guidance. As you can see in that verse that we have just read right now. You can read more about it from Matthew 6 verse 30, Matthew 6 verse 16, or even Matthew 16 verse 8, Luke 12 verse 28. Jesus at several occasions is repeating this statement, O you of little faith. Now, because you can you can clearly see that the disciples, despite having Christ in their boat, and a lot of times people have tried to give us an analogy that that boat could mean our lives. Now, in our lives being the boat, Jesus is right inside there, and somebody is still not able to fully trust God. And what you see is that there is a storm that is threatening their lives. A challenge. COVID-19, for example, that it seems to be coming against our lives or your life. And at that point, you question whether God is going to provide. You question whether God is going to protect you. You question whether God is going to guide you in your life to green pastures. Well, that is what happens when somebody begins to walk and live with a little faith. And that is why I'm saying that you, you fail to reach out for greater things. You fail to expect amazing things from God. You fail to even believe God for your food for the day. For you to be able to qualify in whatever it is that examination that you're getting, you're getting into. Or an interview that you are going for. You, you believe to yourself because of the waves that are coming through to your life. 
you measure yourself and your frying pan is not big enough and you say, I cannot handle this. You are failing on capacity and your faith capacity is low. At this point, I would just like to inform us as to exactly what we are dealing with today because our series is not yet finished. It is by faith. And for today, we are discussing increase your capacity. So by faith, increase your capacity is what we are dealing with today. And I want to inform you to say that we need to work on this little faith. We need to figure out a way in the word of God how to deal with it. And I'd like to use a story for us once more. In, a, in, in the Bible, a very intriguing story that simply brings out what we want to understand. Because what you see is that there is somebody who did have also very little faith or rather little capacity to be specific. Not little faith, but little capacity. And they were able to grow their capacity by the leadership of a man of God. Now, let's go to 2 Kings chapter, chapter 4. This is where we find a very interesting story of the widow that that, that, that was impacted by Elisha. The Bible reads, the wife from verse 1, the wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elisha, your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that he, re he revered the Lord. He was a man that feared the Lord. But now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slaves. Elisha replied to her, how can I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? Your servant has nothing there at all, she said, except a small jar of olive oil. And right there is where the miracle begins. And that's what I love about God right there. Because he says, what's there in your house? Elijah said, said, go around and ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask for just a few. Then go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons. Pour oil into all the jars and each, and as each is filled, put it on one side. She left him and shut the door behind her and her sons. They brought the jars to her and she kept pouring. When all the jars were full, she said to her son, Bring me another one. But he replied, there is not a jar left. Pay attention. When the son replied to her, saying there is not a jar left, then the oil stopped flowing. Amen. So here is a lady who we know so well. We have heard this story so many times. Is in deep trouble. Just like so many people could be right now. No sign of help coming from anywhere. I know your problem does not reach these ladies because these kind of problems are no longer there nowadays. Now, what do I mean when I say these kind of problems? Not the one for date. The kind of problem where you owe somebody money to an extent that they have the right to come and get your children. Not your property. Your property is not enough. They're not grabbing your land. 
They're not grabbing your, your, your sofa set in your house. They're not grabbing your car. They are coming to grab your children. Is how dire the situation was for this lady. And guess what? Her husband was a believer. But I guess you could see that his belief and understanding with Elisha was different. Because Elisha, you can clearly see that as the woman comes to, come to cry to him, to say, man of God, help me. This man was your follower. He was your worker. He was your fellow worker. You worked, he walked with you. Could you help me? The man of God asks one simple question, which is what I believe God always asks all of us that question. What do you have? He always goes for what is inside you. And we see that the lady simply trying to rush to say, I have nothing, which is just like everybody's response. Right now, if God asked you, what do you have? A lot of us right now would simply say, I have nothing. But God is saying that is not true. There is something inside you, a talent, a gifting, something in your house that you could actually turn and I could use it to help you. But the next steps is what you must follow. Clearly, Elisha leads her and says, you have oil, that's good. We could start a business out of that. The very little jar of oil that you have remaining Please, go and borrow jars, empty jars. And when you get into your house, pour oil into them until you fill them up. And please don't get few of them. Right there, few. Just like a small frying pan. Don't have a small frying pan. Don't have few. So she goes and borrows so many of them. And the Bible says that she kept on pouring and pouring and pouring and pouring and pouring until she said, give me a jar. And the son said, there's nothing left. And when her capacity had been filled, and when her, when her capacity was reached at that very moment, heavenly blessings stopped flowing. Divine blessings stopped flowing. The outpouring of what God was doing in that house, a miracle stopped flowing. I have come to learn that God is so cautious about wastage. That is why those who lack the capacity, faith to be specific, do not have enough jars to carry what God's blessing is. You may think I'm creating a doctrine out of this, but you will follow it clearly that Jesus questions every single person at every moment in time with the scriptures that I shared with you. All you of little faith. Because it was a little faith that caused them not to have the capacity to act, to receive the big things that God had planned for them. And that is why we see that Jesus was always so keen about packaging things that were almost being wasted. You look at it with the oil, with the water that it turned into into wine. It's as much as they had put in the jars. That is all that it turned into wine. He didn't turn the whole river. 
Because it's not necessary. Capacity. As soon as he feeds the the people in the in the wilderness with with fish and bread, he says pack it. He's concerned about wastage. And I learned that heaven has a serious concern about wasting. Therefore, it will not allow. The principle is that it will not allow what you don't have capacity for to reach you. So if you want to be able to break this, because we want to make sure that it is not the jazz, it's not our faith that is limiting God in blessing us. We want to make sure that our faith is in action. It is. It has enough capacity for whatever the Lord may be willing to release towards us. That, therefore, for those who are looking forward to achieve great things, we feel like we do not need to have a plan. Interesting thing is that one that doesn't have a plan in their life of anything, that in itself is a lack of faith. Because it means that you have, do not have you have not strategized for your capacity to grow your capacity to expect something from God. Do not count your cost in life. Do not count your cost in any agenda is lack of faith in itself. Because the Bible says, what kind of man will begin to build a house and does not count his cost? Whether he will be able to actually finish it when you do not count your cost, then you, you lack faith. You have little faith. So I'd like to close by simply asking, how do we increase our faith? Now I'm going to answer you in a very simple way for now. That you see, little faith, the remedy of little faith is listening to the word. As Romans 10, 17 says, Faith comes and it comes by the hearing of the word of God. It comes by hearing the word of God. Now the word hearing there, when you check it up, you realize it is in the same version of what we call meditation, muttering, to mutter or to mumble. Now, it does not say that you must hear the word from somebody else. The word hearing there is just hear somebody say the word of God. Therefore, it could be either you are hearing me like right now talk to you about the word of God, that you need to increase your capacity, believe God for more, trust God for anything that he said you would do in your life. Or, you could simply get the Bible by yourself, read the word of God, and begin to speak that word to yourself. The Bible talks about a time when David encouraged himself in the Lord. These are those times when more people are hit all over and there's nobody sometimes to come to you and say, Hey, my friend, it will be okay. Now, don't cry that there's nobody telling you that. Because you are there to tell yourself that, just like David did. The Bible says he encouraged himself in the Lord. So grow your faith and the capacity of your faith. 
to be able to expect God. Because I want to just share one last little story. I think I know I've had so many stories today, but I think that's how this this idea of increasing your faith and other people having little faith touches me. I remember Yonggi Cho, a man from South Korea, great man, simply said that he got to learn that from that with God, the faith you require to actually believe him for a bicycle is the same faith you require, or rather, these two these things do not have different value in in the in the in the, in the eyes of God. The value of a bicycle, the value of a, of a car, and the value of a plane. To God, the way we feel as human beings to say, wow, it's quite hard for me to buy a plane. It's quite hard for me to buy a vehicle. But it's easier to buy a, a car, a, 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 motor, a, a motorbike or bicycle. We feel like that. We feel like it's easier to buy this one than the other one. But with God, every one of them is at one same standard. It's just a, a little object. It's just a little object. A bicycle, plane, vehicle, Range Rover, whatever it is that you may think about in this world. The same way that you had faith, the, 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 the value of one little biscuit is the value of a, of a, of, of a, bank, of a banquet toward, to God. And what it takes for him is the same. When you ask for a banquet, when you ask for a good meal, it does, God does not go around confused telling angels, what are we going to do? This guy is praying for a plane. He's praying for a nice big vehicle. What are we going to do? God does not get into that limbo. He doesn't get into that challenge. He does not have that. The Bible says he has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness, meaning that he has already delivered now it is your part and my part to simply play to say that how are we going to go in and trust God fully, be it for a bicycle, something as small as a bicycle, motorbike, vehicle, or a plane, a biscuit, a good meal, three meals in a day, all the meals in a year, never lacking, peace, every day, a growing life. Every single day, in every area of your life, wisdom, direction, guidance. I want to know the steps of my life going forward. Every single day, God is able to answer all that. Grow your capacity to receive from God. Some of us, God is intending to make us leaders of nations, leaders of continents, right in church. Some of us, God has set up enterprises that he wants to put in your hands. Some of us, it is churches and organizations that God would like to put in our hands, but our capacity to trust him, we are trusting him for very little. And he's saying, look, I can do more with you. I can give you more. I can lead you more. I can show you more. And that's what I want to charge you today. Open your heart and trust God. And when we talk about this issue of faith, you can only receive this when you are a child of God. You can only begin to talk about growing your faith if you are already born again and you have a measure of faith that the Lord has deposited in you. I would like to pray with somebody right now 
who does not have Christ in their life. And you're, you're saying, I would like to have that faith. I believe God has called me for more in my life than what I'm living for right now. And I would like to reach out for it. Pray after me right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for this beautiful day. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your word. Today is the day of my salvation. I open up my heart to you. And just like you say in Romans 10, verse 10, 9 to 10, you say clearly that Lord Jesus Christ came on this earth. And I believe that. He walked on earth, died, was buried. On the third day, he rose from the dead. And today as I speak, he is alive. And today I invite him into my life to come and be the Lord of my heart, to lead me to take complete control in the name of Jesus. And Holy Spirit, I invite you also to fill me today even with the utterance of being able to speak in tongues. In the name of Jesus, lead me and guide me. Help me know what is good and evil in this life, that I may follow what is good in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. If you pray that prayer, congratulations. Welcome to the family of Christ. God bless you. Until we meet again. Praise the Lord. I hope you have been blessed by the sharing of the word of God today. And I pray that it takes root on good ground and brings forth a hundredfold harvest in your life. Please ensure to subscribe. Follow the Abundant Life with Gilbert and Jacobina on our social media platforms. Join us again next week for another inspiring episode. And remember, Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Declare that with me, more abundantly. Stay blessed.